0: You're about to listen to the audio-only version of my hit series, Debunked. That's right, there is video, and it's awesome, but it's only viewable on The Daily Wire. So, if you enjoy this episode, head on over to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Gain access to both seasons of Debunked, plus so much more. Use promo code DEBUNKED for 20% off. Gas prices right now are ridiculously high, thanks President Biden. But there is an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Shapiro for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up, cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Upside. You can earn cash back at grocery stores, at restaurants, and with takeout too. You can cash out anytime to your bank account or get an e-gift card for select retailers and brands. Right now, a gallon of gas is costing you like an arm and a leg and maybe a kidney. There's a way to bring that price down. It is with that Upside app. Go check it out. Right now, it's available in the App Store, Google Play, pretty much everywhere. And again, when you use promo code Shapiro, you get 25 cents per gallon or more. Cash back on your first tank. Use promo code Shapiro right now. That is promo code Shapiro for that upside app. Are you looking to improve your skincare routine, but you don't know where to start? Whether it's those under-eye bags and puffiness from lack of sleep, fine lines and wrinkles or dark spots, GenuCell has a solution for you. I've been partnered with GenuCell for years. My wife has loved every product they've sent her. My mom uses GenuCell as well. I've even, from time to time, used GenuCell because... Frankly, I don't get enough sleep in those circles under the eyes. Not a great look on camera. My wife raves about Genucel Serum for under-eye puffiness. Great for when the baby keeps us up all night. The Cell XV moisturizer, which she swears changed her face's texture after only a few uses. Genucel uses a proprietary base formulated by a pharmacist and clinical levels of botanical extracts for the best skincare money can buy. Genucel products are cruelty-free, natural, made in the United States, I can't think of better products to take care of my skin or her skin or my mom's skin. They guaranteed happiness with all of their products. See results you love, guaranteed, or your money back. Try GenuCell's most popular package today. Use code BEN for 20% off at GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. dot com. Take care of your skin the way you should. GenuCell.com.
1: history knows of times when whole strata of society attempted to overthrow the existing system their attempts were hopeless they did not have in their hands the weapon that is marx's teaching a teaching that explains how society develops
0: karl marx's das kapital The book is often radically misinterpreted by both its supporters and its critics.
1: Capital is really long. Reading this cover to cover is a serious commitment.
0: Its supporters often read it as an exhortation to violence and radical change, where the book was supposed to be predictive of inevitable trends in history. Its critics often read it as a purely economic theory, when in fact Marxism makes observations about human nature. Marx tried to see into the future. In his view, The industrialized nations of Europe would shortly undergo bloody revolutions as a result of the dialectical principle of conflict. So, where was Marx wrong? Pretty much everywhere. In order to examine the foolishness and ugliness of Marxism, we must begin by examining its key tenets. There are five in the main. The Theory of Exploitation. Marx believed that the history of the world was a history of class struggle, between the bourgeois, who control capital and the means of production, and the proletariat, who provide the labor. Capitalism relies on a group of people who only have the ability to sell their labor, The proletariat, those are the real producers, and they have to sell that labor to the evil capitalists, the bourgeois. Capitalists, who own the means of production, say on a farm a plow, can force labor to generate more labor than the laborer would for his own use and then they can capture that surplus labor.
1: The closely kept secret of bourgeois society, surplus value, the robbery of the
0: working class. Thus says Marx, capitalism is a form of slavery. There's no such thing as voluntary trade. There's exploitation. The laborer has no idea when he is working surplus and when he's working for himself because he's being paid a wage rather than just living off the labor of his own hand. The farmer might've worked eight hours a day to grow the crops to support his family, but now that he's working for a wage, He doesn't even know that he's working extra hours.
1: Slavery did it with masters and slaves. Feudalism did it with lords and serfs. Capitalism does it with employers
0: and employees. To justify the notion that there's such a thing as surplus value in labor being expropriated by capitalists, Marx had to posit the notion of a true value of labor as opposed to the actual market price of labor. According to Marx, because capitalists were determined to increase profit, they would therefore have to drive down wages leading to the relative immiseration of the proletariat. As Marx wrote, quote, as capital accumulates, the situation of the worker, be his payment high or low, must grow worse. Marx's theory of surplus value was utterly and completely specious. He thinks that there could be a wise person who sits at the center of the economy and determines what that labor is worth. This is stupidity. That's not how economies work. As Karl Menger correctly pointed out, value is subjective, We derive the value of labor from the value we hold for the products and services provided by that labor.
1: Well, what's the labor cost in a book's worth of steak?
0: People determine prices by determining what they are willing to give up for a product or service. Price of labor is then calculated with reference to that final price. Pretending that labor is the only important input in any production is ridiculous. Literally thousands
1: of people cooperated to make this pencil. People who don't speak the same
0: language who practice different religions, who might hate one another if they ever met. Once we realize that products and services are the product of an enormous number of diffuse actors, centralization can be seen for what it is, destruction of knowledge, decimation of innovation. Dialectical materialism. Fancy, fancy words. Dialectics is taken from the philosopher Georg Hegel, who, to radically simplify, posited that truth could be garnered in the conflict between a thesis and idea, and its opposite, the antithesis, created by a shortcoming in the thesis. Out of this conflict, a synthesis would emerge.
1: Dialectics, the synthesis of a new idea from the struggle of
0: opposed old ideas, a concept that was to greatly influence Marx. In Marxist philosophy, internal contradictions breed inevitable revolutions.
1: Marx and Engels used
0: dialectics to explain the whole of world history. Marx's simplistic analysis suggested that the history of humanity was based on conflict Combine this dialectic approach with the materialism of Marx. Marx denied the divine and believed that material circumstances lay at the root of human motivation and material pursuits at the end of human goal-making.
1: Individual man has been concerned mainly with his own livelihood, said Marx. He does not shape history, nor is history determined by chance. Rather, it is subject to laws,
0: the laws of economics. In the basic notion of dialectical materialism, then, material needs lead to a dialectical process whereby the end result is revolution. The Marxist theory of history. The question for Marx is why certain economic systems give way to other economic systems.
1: Marx gave 40 years of his life to the study of the origin and development of the capitalist system of production and proved scientifically that it was doomed to perish.
0: According to Marx, New technologies and material developments progress beyond the boundaries of the existing relations between people. This conflict creates revolution and progress. Marx wrote in the Critique of Political Economy, quote, At a certain stage of their development, the material forces of production in society come into conflict with the existing relations of production. From forms of development of the forces of production, these relations turn into their fetters. Then comes the period of social revolution. Engels, who was a better writer, was more clear. The ultimate causes of all social changes and political revolutions ought to be sought, not in the minds of men in their increasing insight into eternal truth and justice, but in changes in the mode of production and exchange. Ideas, then, are sort of a disguise for underlying economic interests. The notion that men are driven primarily by their material circumstances rather than ideas is wrong. Ideas are a massive motivating factor in human life. As George Orwell wrote in 1940 about the rise of Hitler, Whereas socialism and even capitalism in a more grudging way have said to people, I offer you a good time, Hitler has said to them, I offer you struggle, danger and death. And as a result, a whole nation flings itself at his feet. Class Struggle. Class was defined as oppositional. You were only a member of a class as identified against another class. Just because poor people are poor then would not make them a class with a coherent, unified interest. Marx says that capitalism was necessary in order to build large modes of production but that this would actually plant the seeds for socialism and communism. In the Communist Manifesto, Marx and Engels write, quote, the forces of production which develop in the midst of bourgeois society create at the same time the material conditions for resolving this contradiction. With this social development, the prehistory of human society ends. To end their own alienation then, the proletariat will engage in revolution.
1: The bourgeoisie is hourly building up the very force that will cause its final
0: downfall. That revolution would end, in a dictatorship of the proletariat, a transitional stage between capitalism and communism. Dictatorship of the proletariat and communism. This dictatorship, says Marx, would be a democratic republic in which the proletariat would form a class dictatorship. Violent revolution may have been the result of Marxist philosophy, but Marx and Engels actually thought democratic voting would usher in the dictatorship of the proletariat. That dictatorship would last until the withering away of the state and the ushering in of communism.
1: We can state with confidence our socialist homeland will arrive at the final goal set by Marx, communism.
0: Once the alienation of workers has ended, once they are granted the full product of their labors, then can the narrow horizon of bourgeois right be crossed in its entirety and society inscribe on its banners, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs. The communist society would do away with key institutions like family and church and replace them with a fulsome view of human happiness. Quote, In place of the old bourgeois society with its classes and class antagonisms, we shall have an association in which the free development of each is the condition for the free development of all. When people hear from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, they tend to think that this just means charity. That is not what that means. What Marx is talking about here is the idea that the entire society will be so structured, you can do whatever you want on a given day. You will be provided for. That will be fine because you will also be spending most of your time working for society. This magical utopia will be ushered in because human beings themselves will change. This is a particular utopian notion of human nature completely disconnected from reality. Marx's theory of class struggle was similarly incorrect. Marx's dialectical materialism and theory of history would have predicted an international class revolution prior to World War I. The fact that this did not happen and that nationalism trumped class struggle shredded Marx's theory so completely that Vladimir Lenin and Antonio Gramsci were forced to backfill the theory to fit the facts. Marx thought well-developed capitalist societies would fall into revolution. Precisely the opposite happened. Poor countries did. Marx thought that democracy would be the source of socialist revolution. Instead, violent revolution was. Marx thought workers would be immiserated by capitalism. Instead, they were immiserated by communism. When people say that Marxism has just never truly been tried, it's a very strange argument because, again, Marxism is actually a descriptive theory. If you read Das Kapital, the basic idea is that Marxism is just going to magically arise and usher in a new world order. That has not happened anywhere. But Marx's ugly legacy lives on, mainly in providing to those who hate capitalism the generalized feeling that capitalism has somehow been debunked, without ever having to prove the point. The fact that Marx is a garbage writer helps obscure the simple fact that his thinking is just as bad. And because people can't read Marx or understand Marx, they then think that because they don't like capitalism, there must be something to das Kapital. In the end, the only thing there is to das Kapital is a bunch of gobbledygook that results in basically nothing. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Debunked. If you become a member today, you can stay up to speed on new episodes and view the entire first season available right now. This series is so much better visually than it is in terms of audio. I mean, the audio is great. The visuals way better. You need all of it. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use promo code Debunked for 20% off.